Experience the integration of athletics and business with the Leading Champions program. Created by the Center for Executive Development, Leading Champions is a unique program that will teach you to create a champion team. You'll learn from world-class Mays Business School faculty and hear from top Texas A&M athletic coaches and personnel in an unforgettable format. You won't want to miss out on this exclusive program. Visit tx.ag slash leadingchampions today for more information. So this is our bonus episode with Bronte Katimi, where we're going to talk about children and the decision to have children, the decision not to have children, and how that ties in for both women and men in the workplace, or maybe not in the workplace, if you're uh, if you're fortunate enough to be a stay-at-home dad. Holla. <laughs> Holla at the stay-at-home dad. Thanks for listening. So a mutual friend of ours, Amber Acosta, who was the associate director of the program at the time that y'all were in the program, and I were having a conversation or she was filling me in on a conversation that y'all had about kids and how I don't want to I don't want to speak for you, but do you plan on having children? No, I don't. Okay. Yeah. So so I already knew the answer to that question, but like our listeners Uh needed to hear. I don't uh, think that my husband and I plan on having children either. I reserve the right to change my mind, but if someone said you have to decide right now, and I'm, I'm certainly getting to that point. I'm 37, I think. Yeah, I'm 37. I don't really keep track anymore. I'm 37. So I'm getting to the point where if someone doesn't, my body will probably make me decide soon, but I don't plan on having children. And I know you didn't plan on having children. And I think Amber and I were talking and she said she didn't even really realize that was an option. She has, she has three children and before moving to College Station, it just wasn't, it didn't even occur to her that women, you know, it was just a thing you did, right? You got married, right. you had kids, and it didn't occur to her to even think about whether or not she wanted to do that in life. And I think she would have chosen to and is, is happy with her decision. But just the fact that it wasn't necessarily ever presented as a decision, I think was interesting to her. And then meeting me and hearing she she asked me probably a thousand questions about about it and she was just saying y'all had had a conversation this weekend about that too and she was asking you a lot of questions and just you know it was kind of blowing her mind but we see now in especially I think women who have careers are making the choice not to have children and I think it's an interesting topic it's interesting especially I think being in Texas maybe Maybe being at Texas A&M specifically, I don't know, where a lot of people get get in relationships, long-term relationships as undergrads, get married, have kids. I know when I tell, if my undergrad students ask, do you have kids? No. When are you going to have kids? I don't know. I don't know that I am. And it's like, what? Oh my gosh, What's yeah. wrong with you? Mm-hmm. So just, you know, <laughs> what kind of pressure do you feel? What What's led you to that decision? What? Yeah, I, I grew up with... My parents weren't very, um, I don't know what the right word is for this, but I never had the feeling that like my parents were soulmates. You know, Mm -hmm. it it wasn't like that for us growing up and they had a lot of difficulty. And I know that a lot of that difficulty was because they had children to provide for. And so when I was 17 and I met Tim and we started dating, I fully had it in my head that I was going to have kids because I also did not know that you could do it another way. Even though I had grown up with people who didn't have any kids, I was just told so many times you have to have them. It's the best thing you'll ever do. And you'll always regret it. If you don't about when I was about 
19, I would say, I really started to feel like, I don't think that's something I want. I really love kids and I've been around a lot of mm-hmm. kids and I love to babysit kids. And, but I've just thought about the time constraints that I'll put on my life and how much responsibility that is. And it's not something I really want. That's just what I came to the conclusion of. And as I've gotten older, that feeling has only gotten stronger. Mm-hmm. I've not gotten more conflicted because I've been told so many times, well, you're only 21 now. By the time you're 25, you'll think differently. Mm-hmm. Well, you're only 25 now. By the time you're 30, you'll think differently. And um, I'm 26 now and it is so firm in my mind that that's not something that I want. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I, my sister and I have had a lot of conversations about this because we have chosen very different paths. She is a stay-at-home mom and does amazing things with her four children and she loves them dearly and that was the path that she chose and I've chose I've chosen a path path another extreme to pursue a career and not have children and we'll talk in a minute I I don't think that those two things have to be mutually exclusive I don't I don't think that you have to choose my path or my sister's path there is certainly a path in between I my mom was on the path in between she worked she never career wasn't necessarily the priority she worked because she needed to and financially and then you know was was also a mother she liked to work but and she never my mom when we've talked about it she likes to tell her friends that I'm childless by choice because there are certainly people out there who can't have children and dearly Absolutely. dearly want them and mm-hmm. and that's a whole nother kind of pain that I don't I don't understand and so that I've never experienced. Um, and so she likes to make that distinction. I'm childless by choice to her friends. I'm like, okay, great. Sounds, sounds good to me. Um, (laughs) it's not really any of their business. (laughs) Well, but people ask all the time. I know exactly all the time. And And that's usually my response though. It's not really any of your business. I'm going to come back to that in a minute because there's another question that women enjoy asking each other in particular, that is not any of anybody's business, which is, are you pregnant? And when are you due? Yeah, Um, yeah. there are some women close to me who have gotten that question from other women recently. And I would like to say to all of our female listeners out there, stop, don't ask or male listeners. I mean, guys do it too. really don't stick your foot in that. I I think most guys like have heard like the horror story from one of their guy friends who asked and she was like, I'm I'm not pregnant. And and like we just that's something that we know to stay away from for the most part. Um, And not to say that there aren't men who do it, but women do it to each (laughs) other. All the time. <laughs> they do. Stop it. That Well, that's who I get the most opposition from. I don't think I've ever had a man say anything to me like, you, well, you really need to. Which I, is, I don't think I've ever had that. Which is it? My sister actually, I think with her third one, maybe her fourth, but uh, the UPS guy is delivering a package and she's pretty pregnant with him. He goes, wow, twins. And she, I mean, she's pregnant. And, and she was like, no, thank you. <laughs> Shuts the door. But, um, but I, I think it is oftentimes women and it is this concept. My sister and I talk about this a lot of times because for her, feminism is a dirty, a dirty word that she doesn't like. And, oh, really? And she doesn't like it because it makes her feel guilty for wanting to be a mom, which is ah. not not the purpose of feminism. Right. And so then I, I always counter with her that the purpose of feminism is that we all get to choose exactly. what we want to do and not feel guilty about it. Right. But for her, she's like, but I feel like I have to justify why I want to stay home with my kids. Yeah, I get that. And you know, I want to be a mom. That's what I want to do. And, and I think that the service that she provides not only to her family, but to the world Mm -hmm. by raising these four children really well 
is massive. I think the part, so this has never been a struggle for me because I just never did want kids. But the part my mom struggles with is, is the playing the middle. She's very supportive of my sister staying home. She's very supportive of me working and not having kids. I think we're, it's, it's much more of a struggle in, in the middle, just a challenge. Right. And and that was where my mom lived was in that challenge because it is harder to prioritize work. It is harder to prioritize kids. It is, it is that struggle of balancing the two. And I think a lot of moms that I know say, you know, I choose to work because I, maybe I need to financially, but I would choose to work anyway, because I'm a better mom when I work during the day and see my kids at night versus being home with them all day or doing something else. And I know there's so many complexities in that. And and I don't know how much I am an ambitious person who has prioritized work in a lot of steps along the way. I don't know. I can't separate how much that's played into my choice to not have kids. But I do know that my sister, when probably around the time that I got married, was she had a, a son around the time that I got married. And she I think around the time that Ryan and I got engaged. And I think she really thought that her having a child would change my mind. Uh, and it led to her feeling kind of insulted, like, well, you don't love my son enough to have inspired you to have kids. And mm-hmm. it wasn't that I, oh, I just never really did want that. And so, I, you know, I, I my my best friend and I were talking to my sister and my best friend said she's never wanted to have kids. I remember her saying at five, you know, we were, <laughs> have been best friends since we're theory. I remember her saying at five, she didn't want to have kids. And my sister was like, yeah, that's, that's how I know she doesn't know she wants to have kids. Who knows that at five, but I've never had that instinct, never had that desire. And a lot of times, you know, I feel like, is there something wrong with, with me internally you know, yes. where I don't have that desire? And I don't know. I, I was at a, a conference once and a woman said, someone who doesn't have their own biological kids gets to have many children, right? They get to, because your time and energy is not dedicated to your biological children. You get to have many children. I thought, well, that's cool. I would love for that to be my legacy, right? That I don't think of y'all as my kids, my students, because I'm certainly not going to be your moms, but, (laughs) um, but you know, I get to invest in a lot of other, other people's children as a result. That's really cool to hear. Actually, I hadn't heard that. And that's awesome because I do feel very, very selfish often for thinking that way. And for a long time, I've just said, yeah, I guess I am. You know, I Mm -hmm. guess I am selfish. Yeah. But no, that's a really good point that you you get to. It can be a selfless act. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But um, my mom was the same. She was actually the breadwinner in our family. Yeah. So my dad stayed at home with us Uh and I had, you know, tradition quote traditional gender roles reversed in my mm-hmm. head i thought dads were the ones that stayed home and took that's care really of kids cute. yeah so i was like well that's not something i want to do it's perfect i'll just have a husband to do it turns out holler, holler to the house husband <laughs> <laughs> well tim would totally do it and he's made that clear yeah. <laughs> um but yeah and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that but it turns out that that's not a super easy thing to find in today's yeah, society it's that, not or that that you're capable of doing that, having one parent that doesn't work. Yeah. It's not always possible. I, I remember I, I was out at an establishment that sells adult beverages uh, in college. <laughs> and 
I was not partaking, but boldly stood up on a chair and was like, does anyone want to be a house husband? Because I was so frustrated. <laughs> I was just so frustrated. Like, does anyone want to be a house husband? I got no takers. But, you know, and that was in 99, early 2000s when I was in school. And that really, I don't, it wasn't even on my radar that I had just learned that word or that phrase, right. Of house husband. Like it wasn't even on my radar that that was a possibility either. And then, you know, kind of met some people who thought that, that might be an okay idea. But now I have, I have male students, uh, not in the MBA program, cause you're coming back to invest in your career, but undergrad students, I've had male students who have said, you know, I'll say, what do you want to do after longer term after graduation? Honestly, I want to stay home and be uh, you know, be a husband and a father. And it's like, that's so awesome that you feel comfortable saying that because, and we've on this podcast talked some about sexism towards women, but certainly that, that same pressure of masculinity or the opposite side of the coin, I guess, pressure of masculinity for men is still is very, very real too. And that, you know, a man should be able to stay home. My, my parents, had more traditional gender roles, but they both did work. Um, my dad actually traveled all the time. So he was gone usually Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday, and then would come home and be a 100% dad. It was awesome because he, you know, would coach our teams and come pick us up from school. And yeah. when he was home, he was really, really home. He didn't have to awesome. split work and home, but, but for a while, at one point my dad lost his job and he was staying home with us and my mom was working and, and she really probably could have been, had, had more earning potential than my dad did. Um, especially if she had pursued a different degree, but she had probably more earning potential than my dad did, but that, and, and so my dad stayed home with us for a little bit. And then my sister fell off the top of a, a jungle gym when she was like one. And my mom was like, maybe this isn't such a good idea, oh. but, but that was, I don't think, I don't think that was really his fault. I think it just was one of those things that happened, but, yeah, um, but that's how she tells the story anyways. Well, you know, once your sister fell off the, you know, 10 foot jungle gym at one, I thought mm, maybe I should stay home, but, uh, or at least we should split this more evenly. Uh, but I think, you know, even in talking to my parents about it now and how that would have probably been a wise decision for them that my, my mom had was accepted to some of the top law schools in the country and didn't go. And she could have done that. Right. And then been the primary breadwinner. But that wasn't a conversation that people were having then that wasn't acceptable in the way that it, I think is becoming now. Although I do know a few house husbands who there, there is a, there are a lot of challenges because the first question people ask at a party is what do you do? Right. Right. And meaning what do you do for a living and saying, I stay home, you get those odd looks in the same way that you and I do when we say we don't necessarily want to have children. And so I think that pressure is very real or you're the one dad at the playground. That's a challenging dynamic to navigate things like that too. Right. One of the, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, after you. One of the things that I, say all the time is feminism is beneficial to both sides. Mm -hmm. Sexism is harmful to both sides because Mm -hmm. then you have, you know, expectations placed on men that you need to be the primary breadwinner. You need it. You can't stay home with your kids. And that's silly. In Mm -hmm. my opinion, there's two equal people figure out what your strengths are and go with that. Yeah. There's, there's two documentaries by the same group. One is called Misrepresentation, which I think y'all watched in the program. And then the other one is The Mask You Live In. I believe I got that title right. 
and and that one is for men it's the mask of masculinity that they are are required to live in you, you can't cry you can't you know all of those things are are harmful exactly yeah exactly what were you gonna say ben yeah i was just gonna say i i think that that is what do you think you can add to this conversation <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <dang>. ben. um <laughs> i think that it in our, I guess in our house, I think the way things are probably going to go. So Maddie's getting her second master's degree right now in counseling. And I think the way things are probably going to work long term is that she'll end up being the one at home, but not because she's not working, just mm-hmm. because you can run a practice out of either out of your home or out of, you know, or, or from someplace that's very close to home. And my work is very flexible, but not quite that flexible. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, we may split it up somehow, some way, Mm -hmm. but, um, but if it had been the way things had gone, I would definitely be the first one to walk up and say, I'm a stay at home dad. Yeah. You know how cool yeah. that is? I got a <laughs> sugar mama. Yeah, exactly right. She's, just 10, years, she's yeah. just 10 years younger than I am. Um, but <laughs> you really, you really checked all the good boxes. Right? I guess, I guess so. Um, yeah. My, my wife is great. She's amazing. She, really is. she is. But uh, we all have very good partners. It's nice. Yes. I know we do. Yes, That's really do. nice. We do. Regardless of how you split it up it's good to have partners who are supportive and who, you know, I mean, and I think now 50, 50 is not unusual, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe it's not 50, 50 all day long with children, but it is, you know, guys are doing the housework and all of those things in support of women and it, and it's not unusual or taboo like it, it used to be, or, or even not even if it was taboo, it's just, um, it's, it's just looked down on. Yeah, I think I looked down on maybe or just not even thought of, like, hmm. I don't know that a oh, yeah. man would have thought. I mean, my granddad certainly would not have thought, you know, I should go home and cook dinner tonight. Like that just wouldn't have even occurred to him now. I mean, you know, my, as my grandmother got sick and he learned to do the laundry and learned to cook and learned to clean. All, you know, it was it was interesting hearing him go through that process because it was something he never did. Of course, And, and then on the same side of that coin, she never filled up her car with gas or ever wrote a check. Right. You know, she had never done yes. those things. And so now Ryan and I joke sometimes I'm like, cause he has things that he does. I actually don't know how to turn on our washing machine. I'm like, you really need to teach me. Like, I mean, <laughs> this makes it sound, it does, how, it does look machine? like a spaceship. Let me just say it looks like a spaceship. <laughs> he got a very good deal at Lowe's because they did. They were a little late on the order and no one can figure out how to work it. I need special instructions. No, but he's like, no, don't, don't worry about it. But we joke because, you know, you know, those people who don't know how to turn on a computer now because someone, especially executives, right? Someone did it for them. Like you couldn't put a a appointment on your calendar if you, if your life depended on it. It's like, I don't want to be that person. Like (laughs) we need to switch the roles that we have or the responsibilities that we have every once in a while so we could survive. There's a computer you don't know how to turn on. It's just, it happens to be the one that's attached to your washing machine. (laughs) Totally. I don't know. We live in the future, guys. We have these computers, we have washing machines so complicated. Shannon Deere can't figure it out. Siri, can you start the laundry, please? (laughs) Come on, Siri. Get it together. Alexa. Alexa. We do have, we, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Honestly, it's probably not that hard. I've just haven't tried, but, and if I don't know how to turn it on, I don't have to do the laundry. I, I got fired from doing laundry very early on in our relationship when Ryan and I were dating, he was in an apartment that had 
know, like a central laundry area. He didn't have a washer and dryer in his apartment. And I had a house that had a washer and dryer. And so I was like, I'm going to be the really cool girlfriend. I'll do your laundry if you want to bring it over to my house. And then I probably one too many times, which is probably the 10th time, uh, forgot to move the laundry from the washing machine to the dryer and it got like mildewy and smelly. And he was like, so I really like this using your washing machine (laughs) thing, but I'm going to have to do your laundry for you. And I was like, deal. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a good plan. I'll provide the spaceship and you fly the spaceship. (laughs) Our laundry, our our washing machine at that point was definitely not a spaceship. It had the dials and the, Uh I could use that one, but Mm -hmm. I'm sure I can figure out. I'm going to have to go home and figure out this. Yeah, now you're going to have to, and you're going to have to report back on how it goes. I don't don't really want to. It's okay. (laughs) But the whole point of that was to say that, you know, I think roles are split quite differently. And and there's a lot of data that shows that that leads to happier families and Mm -hmm. better child behavior and better relationships um, between partners. And so. And in some cases, I guess from a from a very literal standpoint it's not about it's not about making different assumptions it's about pulling the assumptions out of the system and just asking questions right, right. what do you want to do what right. do i want to do yeah. how should we split this up what's the most what are your strengths yeah what are, exactly what are your strengths and i think that's really important because my sister who stays at home that is equally feminist as me choosing to work mm-hmm. because that is That is the decision that she and her husband together have been able to make because that's what she wanted to do. In, in our case, I, I I support, I support feminism. I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, all the, you know, all the great things that women are doing and have done in the workplace. Um, in, but in my case, it's also just about like, I support capable people. Like one of the, when we were figuring out what our roles were going to be, I don't want to get into what, what sort of pushed this conversation because it's, it's a, it's a little bit sensitive, not between me and my wife, but so moving past the details of the, yeah, it's a little complicated, Mm -hmm. but I said to her, you are really talented. And if you do want to, because there was a time when she did want to be a full-time stay-at-home mom. And I said, look, if that's what you want to do, that's what you should do. But bear in mind that being out of the workplace for a long, long time, may make it an issue for you to get back in. And frankly, you're really smart in these, in these particular ways, in ways that would make you a real asset to the working community. And just think carefully. It's mm-hmm. your decision. I mean, if that's what you want to do, I'll support that. But, um, but just think carefully about where we're going to be 20 years from now. Lord willing, we're both still alive at that point. Lord willing, we're blessed with kids because in our case, we do plan to have kids. But at that point, what then? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and just give it some thought. And so, and, and I think and that's part of why she's in grad school again now, I think. Yeah. I think that's really important too, because I mean, I started the part of this conversation by saying my sister has chosen to have kids and stay home. I've chosen to have a job and have kids and we have to be better at the middle of that. We have to mm. make it easier. I think, and I also said, I don't know, I can't separate how much of me not wanting to have kids is because of work. I think that it has nothing to do with work. I mean, if I really had to, and I've, I've thought about it a lot. I don't think that I am choosing not to have kids because I'm prioritizing my career. I don't think that that's why I don't want to have children. I think I just don't want to have children, but I also 
can't separate those two things. I don't know what my life would be like had I not prioritized career as much. But mm. I know that I think because of a lot of stuff that I've read, I think that women are choosing not to have kids or choosing to have kids later because they're prioritizing their career. And I think as a society, we have to do better at that because we need people to have children. I mean, we, we want people to have children for themselves, for our world, for all kinds of reasons, and to be able to invest in those children in a way that gives them an opportunity to thrive. And right now, the U.S. workforce does not do that. I mean, we were one of Absolutely. the only developed country that doesn't have paid maternity leave. And a lot of organizations, including Texas A&M, doesn't have paid maternity leave at all. And so that is those kinds of things is for child care, financial support for child care. Those kinds of things are things that are going to make our country excel and make more women feel like the workforce is accessible and a place where they can thrive. Yeah. And I think now that it is more cost prohibitive to have children and mm -hmm. well, I, I feel like in today's world, it's pretty common that you need dual incomes mm -hmm. and for us to not have resources to make that happen and also have children. It makes that decision very difficult. Mm -hmm. Do I want to work? Do I want to have kids? Because you kind of have to choose between the two. Right. And it should not be, should be a, binary. a factor. Yeah. It shouldn't be uh, either work or have kids decision. But I think oftentimes it feels that way. Exactly. And I'll answer that question for me, the question of if I didn't prioritize my career because I'm pretty early in my uh -huh. career, I have never wanted kids. So it's not a... Right. It's not a career issue. No, for me. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not sure if that's true for you. I can't speak for you. Right. But for me, yeah, it's just like gut level. It's not something I want. Yeah, I, I don't. And again, I think I made that decision at five when I didn't have a career. Right. Um, no, I, I mean, I think I made that decision even. You like, might have had a career at five. I, I probably did. <laughs> Knowing you, you but, did. I mean, I even remember and this may be too many details, but I, I even remember being a little kid and uh, making myself play with a baby doll. I think I only had one. Uh, and I remember I pretended like I had it with Patrick Swayze. Um <laughs> Holla. Good choice. He is, I know. Good choice. But Rest in peace. At five, I wasn't allowed to watch um, Dirty Dancing, by the way, but I did I have the not. soundtrack on a record that played over and over and over <laughs> again. So I still had a, a really strong affinity for Patrick Swayze. But I remember, I mean, I can remember, or I remember remembering being in my room and holding the baby and being like, okay, make yourself want, you know, want to yeah. do this. And I was like, mm, no, I, I don't want to do this. And, and I love, you know, one of the things that you said, cause it blows my husband's mind a little. I mean, he, he doesn't want children either, but, uh, I love children. I love being around children. I love holding children. I love, you know, I love kids. So it's not that I don't love them. It's mostly what you said about the responsibility. I don't want, I think, I mean, I was a lifeguard for one summer and I hated it because <laughs> I did not want to be responsible for someone else's life. Right. It was, it's, partially that it's a lot of factors that even i mean the responsibility of raising children is immense right that you you are you literally are going to make them great and you are going to mess them up because you're you're human too right and yes. so there's a lot of responsibility in that that's that has fear around it right yeah. uh anything else we want to touch on i don't think so okay i was so gonna say real quick 
Tim and I aren't married yet. We've been together for eight years. And we get the question, oh, why aren't you married? And I get told a lot that he's not going to commit to me and stuff, which is right, an right. issue. And if you know Tim, you're like, yeah, yeah OK, whatever. Yeah. So anyway, you know, we haven't gotten married yet for a lot of reasons. We've been in school, stuff like that. But the biggest reason people tell me you need to get married and you need to hurry up with that is because, well, when are you going to have kids then? And then I have to tell them. Like, what do you say? Never. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am a heartless never. woman who does not want. Exactly. And that's right. what yeah. I, I get told all the time. Like, oh, how selfish. I've had people say that yeah. to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. my gosh. You know, it's just it's a lot of pressure. But And the self the selfish thing is interesting because a lot of people when they say, but you don't want to have kids, you won't. And all of the things that they say after that are very selfish reasons to I, have kids. I agree. Like, no one will be able to take care of you when you're old. I'm like. Is that selfish or selfless? I mean, and I know exactly. that's not why they had kids. I mean, they had kids for very selfless reasons, but all of the things that come after that sound very selfish. Like you won't, you won't exactly. have that. I, the we should do a the craziest things you've heard because <laughs> you know you won't you and your husband will never love each other like my husband and I love each other if you don't have kids. Yeah, those are good. Ones. Oh, I haven't heard that. Yeah. Or well, I can't die in a plane crash because I'm a mom. Like you. It's okay if you do. Those, those are good ones. You can edit those out. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But gosh. Hey everyone, this is Ben. If you're into video games or esports, I'd be very grateful if you have a chance to tune in to the Esports Business Podcast. It's another show I host that discusses the business and economics of the rapidly growing esports industry. We have guests ranging from pro players and former pro players to analysts to high-level esports agents. It makes for some really fun discussion. The tone of the show is similar to this one, and you can find it on iTunes or Podbean. Thanks again for listening to the Maze Mastercast.